Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. All right. So welcome back to the show. And today we're going to be talking about really how to deal with the narcissist and honestly, is there hope for them? Right. And honestly, and the marriage too, not just them, but the marriage, because honestly, you're thinking probably like everyone tells me they can't change. Like we hear this all the time, all the time. And, you know, we do get questions like this all the time and statements like this is, you know, is there any hope if my spouse is a narcissist, you know, can, can my marriage truly be saved? You know, is there hope, you know, and then you do have that other group of people that are like, no, I'm just done. I couldn't take any more and that's never going to change. Right. Yeah. Like I hear that. Um, I don't know about you, but like when I'm in the, when I'm in like Facebook conversations or I see it in groups and stuff like that, but I hear, I hear and see people post honestly, both sides of these conversations all the time. And it's sad, honestly, both sides are sad because, you know, one person doesn't want to save it, but it's kind of like, honestly, like I get why people are on the, like, so I get the other group too, like the group that's kind of stubborn, like they're never going to change. I'm done. Cause I was there. Right. I'll be honest. Like I was in that second group. I don't know how you could think that I would never change Tommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, but it was, it was bad, man. Like when we went, we went through that, um, it was, I read all types of books like on narcissism because I honestly, I didn't even think about narcissists until until she called me a narcissist i don't know who even until this day it's probably a good conversation i don't even know who told you i was a narcissist unless she's unless she just came to the conclusion of it but but it was it was one of those things that like i i was like well, am i a narcissist like i because i kind of like to look at both sides like i'm kind of like one of those people that are like okay i want to make sure i'm not a real narcissist like if i'm a narcissist like how do i fix this so i started doing the research on narcissism and i'm like i'm reading these books and i'm like man like I'm not these things. We got she's super. These, she's these things. She's oh. the narcissist. 
rude. Uh, we got super consumed in this whole narcissist thing and studying it, studying all the flags. And I swear I had the ever most belief than like he was a narcissist. I, like he did the love bombing. He did the gaslighting. And then this became just more weapons to cause problems between us because we would be standing there yelling at each other, be like, you're gaslighting me. You're love bombing me. Yeah. I remember so many times when you would, I would be like, oh, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. There's another red flag. Oh, it was so annoying. And I'll be like, like, you're like, you're a narcissist. Like you need to go, you need to heal. <laughs> and then I'd be like, no, you're manipulating me right now. Telling me that I'm a narcissist. You're playing mind games with me. And it would just, and we, we laugh about it now, but in the time it was not funny. Yeah. It, it was not funny at all, but we would literally sit there and it was such mind games and, jacking with your mentality and it it wasn't like we were doing it intentionally like as a game it was just like that was our utmost belief about we truly believed the other one was a narcissist and just for the record i don't know where that first came up from so that would be a really boring conversation the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the um, devil society that throws that around so much like it could have been just from anywhere uh, whether you know and we were doing all the wrong things anyways talking to friends and you know, seeking out help yeah. from anything and everything that was not. I don't really want to call it help. Like that's what of, it says. Not beneficial. It like would actually made of, it worse. Yeah, more of honestly venting. Like and just and I used to think like, man, she she's so good at like making me seem like the bad guy and everything, and like she's the freaking monster. And uh, and I'm I, so sweet. I don't know how you could ever call me a monster. Yeah, that's what everybody else thought too. <laughs> um, but like it was terrible. And um, and here's the thing, like. Honestly, like we see this so much in other groups, like Facebook groups, like there's, th there's different kinds of groups. Let's just be very clear here. There's groups that are like venting groups. Like there's one called the marriage support group, uh, on Facebook, complete joke of a group. Like it, all it is, is just like venting, venting about your spouse and how every, my life sucks. And then you get bombarded with messages from like 10 million different coaches and therapists and counselors, uh, spamming you. And so like, those are groups are not what we have on Facebook, by the way. Like if you want a better group, like, and you're listening to this, definitely check out our group, Christian Marriage Coaching. No one posts in that group except for us. Yeah. And, or clients that are successful because let's just face it. You don't need all that drama. And no, you need to eliminate yeah. the drama. So that's a, obviously a quick plug for our group to get you the actual help instead of just venting because venting isn't helping you. And that's where a lot of these things come up from. Yeah. Literally, I've seen it seen legit comments of people like he didn't do the dishes he is so narcissistic you need to divorce him he like, works out he must be he just cares about his body more than he cares about me he must be a narcissist because he looks great all kinds of different things and i see it all the time on like some of the stupidest things and in it's just like no like stop throwing around labels like that's such a such a big aspect it's very toxic honestly like and honestly here's the thing like i'll tell you straight up like if you're listening to this and you think your spouse can't change that's toxic in itself yeah that's that's called a fixed mindset because honestly anyone can change we're we're living proof of that our clients are proof of that and ultimately at the end of the day everyone does change everyone is changing daily but it's a choice on which direction are you going to change? Are you going to change in a healthy, positive direction of life fulfillment and fulfilling your purpose? Or are you going to be changing in a negative, self-sabotaging, you know, in killing like the impact you could have 
and causing all kind of a trauma and stuff for the generation. So essentially, you know, everyone changes every day. It's just a choice. Are you going to go more toxic or are you going to kind of a fulfillment? Yeah. So like, honestly, like when it comes down to narcissism, bipolar, BPD, like you got all these different things. Um, do they exist? Yeah. They're real. They're real. They're very real. Does everyone have it? No, no. Uh, and the chance of you or your spouse having it is very slim. Um, you got to understand, like, honestly, we're going to dive into this a lot more deeper, but is it real? Yes. I'm just going to answer that. Is it probably real in your situation? Probably not. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually talk about three points here. We're going to talk about the signs. We're going to talk about our story about this topic. And then we're also going to talk about, can you save your marriage still? Can they change and how, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through all three of these topics. If you want to take notes, you're more than welcome, but let's go ahead and dive into this. Yeah. So, you know, some of the signs of, you know, feeling like, you know, are they a narcissist? Am I a narcissist? Like what's really going on? You know, you could feel crazy and feel made to feel crazy. I know Tommy was fabulous at that for me. I literally felt crazy and like constantly. So like, that's a sign, right? Like feel like gaslighting where, you know, everything's always shifted and like flipped around. And so when you do try and talk about your feelings, you're told like, oh, that's you. That's a you problem. That's just your insecurities. You know, those are big signs of, of issues going on. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about the typical 30 red flags. Yes, we know about all those. Yeah. Right. We, <laughs> we get it. We've read the books. We've all of it. Right. We've experienced it. But and honestly, we, we pretty much hot. Each one of us had pretty much all 30 red flags. But the point is, like, you may be feeling like they're gaslighting you, like she was talking about, or when I when I try and talk to them, they make me, like, they feel crazy about my feelings. They just told me about my insecurities. Like, I, I should be thankful they're just here type of thing. Like, Oh, yeah, that, I hated that. Oh, oh, Tommy would tell me, I'm here. And I'm like, great, and not, like, what, what, like, I really get the, do you want a cookie mindset? Like, good for you. Like, do you want a cookie? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's, you know, him, like, it was literally like, he thought I should just be thankful that he was still there. And I'm like, this is hell on earth. Like, I, I'm kind of at the point where I almost do just want you to go. It was, it sucked. My presence did it just grace you. No, it didn't. Was it it tormented you? me. It, it was have been a big blessing. Oh. So not true. And so at the time, like that was one of those things where most certainly not, but you might feel like that where, you know, your spouse like just kind of gives that persona or maybe even they just say it like, you should just be thankful that I'm just still here. Those little wor literal words actually came out of Tommy's mouth. Yeah. And then honestly, like I thought that I was the problem. And after doing research, like they're the problem. Like I thought she was a problem. I was like, you're the one that's narcissistic. In fact, I did so much research. I was like, well, maybe she's not actually narcissistic because she doesn't like do some of the things. And then I started looking at other types of narcissists. So that's when like covert narcissist came up. That's, that's a special one right there. So like, like I thought she was that's a super tactical. <laughs> I thought she was a covert narcissist. And what that means is like she, from everyone else, she appears great. And, and she's paints me as the monster and stuff like that. And she's different around other people than me. Right. So I thought that, I thought that like, well, and she thinks she's the only, she thinks she's perfect. And like, I'm the only one that's the problem. So I thought all these things. Right. And I actually thought that I developed PTSD C, 
what you can only get from a, a covert narcissist. <laughs> like we went far into this. Like, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like, like, Oh, we might be narcissists. That's about as far as no, it was, we dove deep into this. Like we convinced our friends, our family, like they're narcissists, blah, blah, blah. They're bipolar. That's another thing I thought she was. I thought she was bipolar. Mm-hmm. And later on, we found something different, but like not bad in a bad way. Just that's a whole other topic. But like, it was actually a part of her identity and personality and temperament and stuff like that, that made sense. But anyways, like, there was there was so many things we were doing to paint basically the other spouse as a villain here. Yeah, and so those are a lot of the signs, you know, from feeling crazy to feeling like they're being gaslit, just, you know, being thankful that they're there, just the constant, like, chaoticness and, you know, just the love bombing. Like, he would do something really stupid, and then he would come back with, like, flowers and notes and I love yous, and it's like, what is the wrong with you? And, you know, so, you know, exhibiting like all the 30 red flags and just, you know, them being so perfect. And then you, the villain, like all of those are the signs. So Mm. it's super common, super common, but that doesn't make them an actual narcissist. No, but like our story relating to this is point number two. So our story. So before we covered, you know, just real quick, we covered the signs. Now we're going to cover part two, which is a story. So, First of all, did you know that that she had multiple professionals diagnose me narcissistic? I'm not I'm talking like professionals, like well, quotations professionals. They like, were professionals, like yeah, they were like, therapists and different counselors. And yeah, in the worldly view, they had degrees to be per labeled professionals and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so with that, you know, I re- I really did, and because you know we didn't know what else to do, and obviously our program didn't exist when we were going through this. No, none and of this <laughs> existed. So you know we were scrambling, trying to do what we knew how to do, and obviously people say go to counseling, and so that's what we had done, and that's where we had been labeled, and it just goes to show the fallacy with this is we had both been diagnosed by different people. Yeah, I had her by, diagnosed covert narcissist and bipolar by over over phone calls or an in-person justice session with just one of us. That means how we spun our story and our view of the other was what got them labeled. And for the record, that is one of the most toxic things you can do because obviously if I'm hurt and I don't like you right now, I'm not going to have much nice to say to you and I'm going to think you're terrible and I'm going to spin that that way. Yeah, And if you're doing that to your spouse, um, I'll say it. I was toxic. She was toxic and you're toxic, right? You're a toxic individual just as much as they are right now. And it, with that, you know, it's, it's out of everything that's internally going on and not knowing how to deal with it. And so when you're in that, that state of fight or flight and that panic Victim and, mode, and emotional, like chaoticness, when you don't know how to process, we have to panic, like we panic and cling to something. And it's like, once we feel like we have something to cling to, we feel like it'll fix everything. Like, okay, so this justifies all the pain that I went through. There, yeah. There's a narcissist that explains so much. Okay. Now I can have a peace of mind because they're a narcissist. And it's like, mm, no, you know? And so obviously like that, that's not helpful. Yeah. Like I said, someone's going to come back and be like, they're a real narcissist. Sure. Maybe, but probably not. Honestly, we exhibited all 30 red flags, each one of us. And I'll tell you right now, like, also, like, did you know that we have had hundreds and hundreds of clients with now successful marriages that were diagnosed the same? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I could pick everyone. We have like 
I think at this point over almost 9,000 people in our Facebook group and, and I could pick almost everyone in there that's going through a toxic marriage and pretty much pick out at least 80% of the red flags on that list on them. Oh yeah. I am firmly confident in that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where like the truth is, is like most people aren't, but, and it's the not knowing how to process emotions and how to deal with trauma and understanding of a lot of different aspects in life in general. And it's not your fault. Like we weren't taught these things either. Like this is not what we're taught as a society. And so, you know, when we were going through that, just think of, of like the most, just think about giving a three-year-old a crayon and telling them to color. And that is what like the brain process is looking through like emotion and thoughts when you're going through marriage trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, does it, like I said before, does it exist? Is it a real thing? Sure. Does 95% of the population have it? No. <laughs> no, not at God all. doesn't create people as narcissists. I hate to tell you. Yeah. And so just for the record, so since we both had labels put on us, you know, we're here to tell you that obviously Tommy and I both are not narcissists. Not at all. I still think you're a narcissist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you don't. She's <laughs> um, <laughs> still a narcissist. Just kidding. He's kidding. And so with that, you know, neither one of us are. So, you know, obviously they were misdiagnosed, but we are also in a completely different place, you know, mentally stable and, you know, emotionally stable. So those things like it can, like you can change your life with that aspect. And I don't like the label of narcissist also on the reason why people think it's a permanent thing where I more of feel like it's a behavior. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of very lot of trauma, very, very bad behaviors that people have and you know acting like that is honestly like the self-preservation in what was taught so it's a behavior and even so even the people who do exhibit it it's more of the behavior and it's not like a permanent label can ever change because we're we're i mean we're talking to you now living examples of how that's not yeah honestly the truth is most most are just going through a ton of trauma Mm mm-hmm like they're going through a ton of trauma in almost every, like, honestly, here's the thing. I will tell you from first, I've never been in war, but I've had plenty of clients that have been to war, experienced horrible things. And they will tell you, I'd rather go through two wars, three wars, horrible front lines with it before going through marriage issues. Mm-hmm. It is very traumatic trauma. Like it, is one of the worst things you can possibly go through in trauma wise. I'm sure there's bad things, other things too, but um, torture and other things and molestations and rape and all of course, I'm not discounting those, but like I'm saying like here is like a very, very traumatic experience when someone is experiencing that much trauma in their life and that much hurt, that much pain, that much anguish, that much distress, that much like, like just overwhelm anxiety, stress, like this affected us on a very high degree. Like I was, I had a heart rate resting between one, about 119 and 164 beats per minute. I was losing hair. I was having blackouts. I was, you know, I was barely sleeping. I was barely eating. I stopped like, like all the working out. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I was even on like, um, different medications I'd wouldn't normally be on and a ton of caffeine drinking, alcohol like and she had her own stuff like depression mm-hmm. i was suicidal i had a gun to my chin 20 plus times this stuff sucks yeah like it sucks really really bad 
I, I think sex is just like a huge understatement for what it really is. I think hell on earth is like actual. It's close. Uh, I'm sure it's not hell because yeah. hell wouldn't be hell, but this is very close. Yeah. And one of the, so obviously like one of the worst things that you can go through. And so that's, that's where these behaviors come from. So is there hope for you if you're in this situation where you feel like your spouse is a narcissist or heck, even maybe you've been labeled a narcissist and you're like, I don't know, am I? I feel kind of crazy because they say probably I am, not. but I don't know. And Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But, you know, regardless, even if it's even the bad behavior, none of it's excusable to display like those those red signs. Right. Like we're not justifying bad behavior by any means. You know, people do have like deep trauma and deep rooted issues. And that's why people are like stressed at the end of the ropes. And when mm -hmm. that's what causes that behavior. Yeah. So let's, let's clarify one thing before we dive into really a lot of the hope factor here. But um, this is point number three the hope. Is there hope? I want to clarify one thing. Like, even if a person is a narcissist, like let's, let's say that that's real. Probably not. 99% sure it's not real. But if it is, if you're the 1% that is, let's say that's true. Can that be fixed? Yes. Yes, it can. Like, I firmly believe that that can be fixed. I believe that God can heal anything. God healed me from seizures, and I had seizures for 17 years of my life. I believe that God can heal any disease. He doesn't say particular diseases, doesn't say particular mental illnesses. All, all illnesses. He can heal mm -hmm. everything. So, therefore, through faith and action, I believe that can be healed 100%. Yes. There is hope. So don't be a fixed mindset, toxic person saying that they can't be fixed. Yes, they have to want it, but it can be if it's a real thing. If you're the 1% outlier, cool. Not cool, really, but you know what I mean? Like, you can fix it. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be cool. But you, there is hope for you on that aspect. And again, like, we're not making excuses for any kind of bad actions no. or bad conduct. You know, it, it's not about excusing anything, but it's about having the understanding and just know that there there is hope. And also have the understanding and the mindset that like hurt people hurt people. I can't tell you how many people that actually come like that we talk to that have had very serious things occur in their life that have put up lots of hurts and defense, like a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma in different aspects, not just to do with the relationship. No, I just, and most of it's unprocessed. Like I said, our society doesn't teach how to deal with trauma. And so you know, when you come in like that, like people end up hurting and they hurt others. Does hurt people hurt people? hundred percent. So honestly, they, yes, they have to heal and grow as a person on all needed foundation, of course. But the thing is, like you, you both can be happy and mm -hmm. have a happy marriage. Yes. Happy, whole, healthy individuals and have a happy marriage too. So is there hope? A hundred percent. And you know, obviously, like I had said earlier, can they change? Yes, because we're changing every day. You're changing. You can either take this podcast and listen to it and have some own mind shifts and to grow in a healthy way, or you can choose to go spiral into like a, a bad negative way. But every day, every through every experience and every occurrence, we can either grow in a positive direction or in a negative direction, but we're not staying the same. Yeah, so honestly, our goal with this episode was to challenge you the way you think and give you hope. Yes. Two things. Challenge you the challenge the way you think and give you hope. Yes. So yeah, I mean we were labeled <laughs> we labeled each other not just narcissists and bipolar, but a lot of different things. But 
uh, you can, the, the point is like you can save your marriage. So the question is, are you going to continue to labor your spouse and let the world shape your view of them via social media, via friends, or quotation marks, friends, or are you going to work to change your view, their, your view and their view of the marriage and influence them to grow? Are you going to label them or inspire positive change? It's up to you. Yeah. Are you going to play the victim or are you going to do something about it? You know, these are all the choices that you have. And we just really hope that you really contemplate and, you know, hope this challenged you. And we know this is not the most popular opinion because our society would rather just throw out the labels and cling to just the narcissist and do what you want and do what makes you happy, which is very toxic and very unhealthy and not at all what aligns with what the Bible says. No, it's an out. It's a, it's a um, what do you call it? scapegoat think yeah so, pretty something, much something like that oh they, they're narcissists there's no change so now i can justify leaving mm, no because that's all that's all a lie yeah and just to be clear um how do you fix this well you have to like especially like you want you to both have to become healthy individuals you have to build all the right foundations you have to make sure you're working on yourself and them in the right ways i'm not just talking about going to church reading your bible and all that jazz like that's good basic level stuff to do i'm talking about real foundational change building the right mindsets uh, like in our program we talk we build the right minds we have a mindset phase and we have a healthy individual phase and a marriage phase and then a tools phase but doing tools and stuff like that and tactics is the least important thing that we do you honestly have to build all the right foundations in this aspect become healthy individuals and this stuff is going to naturally just disappear mm, yes honestly it's going to go away They'd be completely different people, completely different person, and you're going to have an amazing, happy, healthy marriage. So, but listen, we love you. God loves you. And you have a blessed day. Bye. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.